I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design, recorded live in the Living Kitchen Studio. This past year, Convo by Design was an official media partner of LCDQ's Legends event. As part of this partnership, I interviewed 38 of the window designers. It was a glorious challenge. Unfortunately, I didn't have a lot of time with most of the designers. Our conversations were brief and focused on the windows and the legends they embodied within the windows, but there were a few opportunities to spend a bit more time with some, and this is one of those. Nicole Gordon and I first met actually a few years ago. I think it was the Waddles Mansion Showcase. What stood out to me then, and I remember to this day, about Nicole was how she crafted this super luxe space, dripping with high concept design, color. It was vibrant. It was, it was comfortable. It was impeccably collected. And she suspended an Ikea lighting fixture in the middle of the room. It, it not only fit, but it looked as, as great design always does, as though it was made for the space. It belonged there. And that's what I think about Nicole Gordon's design style. It all belongs. High, low, vibrant color, stark white. It was all planned and looks like it was made to work together. Seamlessly, effortlessly. Nicole respects the craft, and you will hear her share some thoughts on on showing that respect as she honors legendary designers who came before her. This is Nicole Gordon. Convo by Design is presented by Snyder Diamond, a family-owned and operated company serving the Southern California design and architecture community for over 70 years. 70 years of fantastic service and amazing products, like those from Sub-Zero, Wolf, and Cove. Another family-owned and operated company serving designers for over 70 years with innovative design and stunning good looks that all work together seamlessly. Like the Pro 48 Refrigeration, it's an absolute game changer. Sculpted metal design that is a culinary secret weapon. Dual refrigeration that properly separates humid refrigeration and dry for frozen and convenience foods and keeps everything fresher longer. This is an aggressive design statement from handles to hinges with every detail considered and sculpted to absolute perfection, including the glass door option, which is just gorgeous. Now, pair the Pro 48 with a Wolf vacuum seal drawer, the ultimate food preservation companion. See how this works? The folks at Sub-Zero, Wolf, and Cove work tirelessly to give designers and architects the products they need to design amazing kitchens. Kitchens that allow homeowners to be the absolute best they can be in the kitchen of their dreams. The kitchen that you designed. And right now, thanks to the Grand Kitchen event, How about three years of extra protection or a $1,000 rebate? These offers are only for a limited time and conditions apply, so take control and get all the details. To see the full line of Sub-Zero, Wolf, and Cove products, go to any of the three Los Angeles area Snyder Diamond showrooms. You can also see the living kitchen in the Pasadena and Santa Monica Snyder Diamond showrooms. (laughs) This is, by the way, this is part of why I do this. This is what I absolutely love doing this, resetting the table. So by the way, Nicole and I just finished um, doing a shoot for her sec- her, her 
portion of uh, La Cienega Design Quarter's Legends event 2019. And so I'm sort of shooting all the designers and asking them about their space and their icons and what who they designed and how they designed it and what they used. And you are so funny. And I, I just, I'm all these memories are flooding back. We first met at Waddle's Mansion. Yes. And you had a you had a room there at Waddle's a couple of years ago. Yes, I did. It was the master sitting room. Yep. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I guess it's a theme because I have used my window and pretended that it was Elsa Chaparelli's sitting room <laughs> at her home. I actually just, anyways, yeah. That is so great. Yeah, so that it would be kind of like her at home studio. Do you do you like doing these events? Uh, you do them. Do you like doing them? That's a really good question. Um, I actually mostly feel privileged and honored and flattered that somebody would actually even ask me to be involved and would care. So I am completely flattered. And then it's just truly about managing my time and managing the workload that we have, because obviously interior design is, you know, a handful of variables every day, putting up out fires and just making sure that I can manage my workload and keep our business running and so forth. So it's a big commitment. And it's a big creative commitment, like to especially expose yourself like that to all these people. So, you know, there's a bit of ego involved or a little bit, not maybe a lot, you know, so you want to do an amazing job. I see that. It's funny because you, you didn't actually answer the question, but I, 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 I get where you're coming from. There's a huge amount of pressure and you are exposing yourself. You're, you're exposing your, your creativity. And I think, I, I'm wondering if this year with LCDQ, with Legends, the, the theme is icons, right? And you're designing for an icon and you're designing your window for an icon. Is there any pressure to that? Or are you just kind of like, you know what? I'm throwing it out there. I know what I want to do. You like it, you don't like it, don't really care. This is what I wanted to do with it. That's like a really good question. And I don't know why, but I'm, not scared of representing Siri Mon properly or Elsa Chaparelli because I really know after reading so much about them that and their collaborations with other designers like such as Giacometti and Jean-Michel Franck and each other like they would be happy and I'm assuming and not judging but truly what I feel the most pressure is respecting Tabarka Studio who's given me this amazing opportunity and trusted me to represent them and their product in a way that they feel you know kind of to their level and integrity yeah that's actually the most stressful I get that I get that you know it's interesting and it's a big privilege to have a window on La Cienega in West Hollywood in Los Angeles like I mean people are coming from all over the country it's a big deal and to be even considered with the group that of other designers it's like a a major compliment yeah yeah no you're right and you know what's really interesting to me is as you were speaking I'm thinking I get that it's not so much for 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 the the people who are coming down to legends to see the windows and to see what's going on but it's for the trade yeah it's for your your contemporaries it's for it's my for, community it's for your community it's for the people that you work with and you had said something to me a couple of minutes ago before we started rolling about or, or actually while we were rolling is um how how L- legends and lceq basically started this for the design community to collaborate with each other, which is something that that you have really taken advantage of that you still do. Yeah, to support each other. Yeah. And learn from each other and grow from each other. And I mean, it sounds a little trite, but it's really true. And to be a more supportive, kind community, because, you know, we're all nervous. We all need to make a living. We need to support our businesses. You know, we want to do a great job, but also, 
you know, we need to help each other so that interior design can be the respected kind of avenue that I really feel Legends has helped in LCDQ. I really do. And I feel so blessed coming to LA 20 years ago. I did not know one person. And I brag all the time how many friends I have and what an amazing community the design community is, especially in LA where a lot of people are always talking about entertainment and how it's quite tough and a little fickle. I always brag that we're so lucky that I am in art, design, interior design, architecture, because I just feel so supported by all my contemporaries and my friends. I really do. Like I'm all alone when I got here, and now I feel like I have a big family. Yeah, it's true, which is why it's interesting. I feel like the the design community, architecture as well, but really on the design side, there is a there's a change in the in the nature of the business right now, um, and it's not like a democratization of design, but it's kind of like the socialization of design that I think is happening right now. You have all of these sites that you know where you'll have designers go up and design a room for forty nine ninety five. You know, nobody's going to make a living doing that. I don't think I don't feel like that in and of itself is good for the is good for the industry. Um, but it's happening. This is a whole nother conversation. It where, is, right? Oh my goodness. It's, I mean, every it's done such a disservice to the industry. Yeah. It's done such a disservice to interior designers that we have spent years like studying, learning how to understand construction and plans and scale and making sure the sofa is to scale, will fit through the space. There's so many things, the lighting, making sure that when it's five o'clock in winter, you can sit at your desk and actually work versus when in the summertime in LA, you know, it's light till nine o'clock at night and you're okay. Like so many little details that these little blogs, forgive me, and so forth kind of say, it's so easy and we can do this, but is it truly functional and will it really last? And is the quality there and the timelessness, which that's the most important. I believe I also said this again. I want my clients to go into that room in 10 years and it still looks cool and it still looks fresh and not dated, not gimmicky. And I think that that's where the rubber meets the road and what designers do. And, you know, this is why I started doing this. This is yeah. why I've, I'm not a designer. I'm not an architect. I just I, I love the business and I feel so passionately about it because what designers do isn't just give you pretty pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, if a designer is doing their job right, when you're doing your job right, you're walking in without thinking about what you're going to spec or what products they're going to use or what their kitchen's going to look like or creating the ultimate luxury kitchen for them. You're going to talk to them and you're going to find out what it is that they want and what it and is that you're, and, and how, how they, they entertain or if it's just like, you know, I do Shabbat on Fridays or I have 25 people in my sometimes 3,000 square foot house every Sunday for movie night and we need to make room for everyone to have dinner watch movies hang out for the kids to play all of those things and proper storage and you know really not sexy romantic things like just functional things you know so that you can live in a beautiful space and not feel clutter feel free and make your life easy every day because everybody works very hard especially our clients right that can afford to hire an interior designer and that's our job is to like make their life going to their work whatever it might be easier but also a place of serenity when they get home yeah when they can unwind have a glass of wine read a story to their kids all of that i mean there's so many more layers than just that pretty picture or that i don't know gimmicky very dramatic glamorous moment so the next side to that is specking research finding new resources 
it's it's not it's not always easy. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work to be cool and to stay current, but in a respectful, timeless, functional way. It's and I mean, you really owe it to your clients. I feel is like to try and use different materials, different light fixtures, different fabrics. Obviously, we all have our tried and true basics that we love, certain tiles, but you want your client's home, maybe it's a contemporary house, but you need that client's house to look different than your other client that lives in a contemporary home. And very likely and very often, it's even in the same neighborhood. So it's a challenge. So how do you how do you stay on top of that, knowing all the things that you have to do? I'll back up a second. I have a theory, and I've put this out there before. Um, I, I feel, based on all the conversations that I've done with designers, uh, I feel like what I've gotten back is pretty consistent. You as designers are allocating between 110 to 120% of the time. You're using, rather, 110 to 120% of the time that you've allocated to do your business. So if, if you said, you know, I'm, I'm working 50 hours a week and that's the amount of time that you've allocated to do this, you're on average spending an additional, you know, 10 to 20 percent in addition to that because you you gotta you gotta do more you gotta you gotta research more you gotta spec more you gotta talk to clients more you gotta talk to the clients that aren't currently active you gotta talk to the clients that are currently active you gotta you gotta find out you know when the next client is going to be moving to that new house or getting the second house in Palm Springs or when they're you you've got to line you are so on point it's unbelievable your understanding of this and honestly 24 7 you are surrounded by design so i am telling you you take your dog to the walk walk to the park and you walk by and you see something even a park bench it sounds so cheesy but it's true and you're like oh i love the way that shape the metal works you take a picture and you mental note it and now thank gosh for our iphones you know you email yourself hey this is for this project in this room but it's actually 24 7 and i know that everybody feels that that working in design and architecture because everything is so visual and that's what helps us become current and more creative and also you know fresh i think which is which is why you know lcdq and legends is so special what else what else do you do um that helps you stay on top of this any other events domestic or international what else what else do you do to to stay well i did in go it? to um, design saloni last year you in did Milan. last year yes and i brought actually my whole office on a field trip there nice i really did because i was like you know what my team is only as good as i am and i feel really proud that i was able to do that and you know we reference it still to this day a year later we're still talking about it and all that we learned and that's the same that's going to happen next week because all these people are going to come and another wonderful thing about lctq is it gets us into the shops and yeah. gets us out looking at the physicality of materialities and scale and chairs because you know we get a little lazy but it's also because we're working so hard and always going to meetings is very hard yeah and i love la cienega i love that because it's so well curated with really local people designers and shop owners like Peter Dunham that have been doing this for 30 years in the city yeah and I, I'm so excited to go see what he's got going on right now I'm so excited even to go to Renaissance Hardware to Reborn like places like that that I feel lucky when I get to go there because I'm going to check on a lamp and I'm like I want to go upstairs and look at what's going on and you don't even have time so it's like wonderful because you kind of set that week in your catalog or diary in LA to actually spend time on the street. Yeah. And 
you don't feel guilty about it, I guess. I yeah. think that's what's really cool about it. Yeah. What other events locally? Are there any events? West Edge? I loved it this year. Did you? We loved it. We went for the first time. I made, because I literally had a little you know saying we went all the way to Milan we need to go see what's in our neighborhood and my offices are in Santa Monica they are yeah and we found the most amazing young kid he's from San Francisco makes the most beautiful bar stools that I'd never seen before amazing price point we've now like specified them three top times on three different projects I mean, uh, like that's why you need to get out. You can't see it all in a magazine or on the internet, you know. And also the connection I made with him—it's Fern, F-Y-R-N. Everyone really should check it out. I actually I saw him. Yeah, beautiful. You did. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I even wanted to tell Joe, my friend Joe Lucas, I, I need to tell him. Like I want him to meet with him because, yeah. and they're amazing. The barstools are amazing, and so that I'm so happy for, and lots of other things. And you know, there's an Architectural Digest event in. New York and I actually went to freeze this year in LA and I'm so excited that we have it here yeah it was so much and that's another event that even living in the city like you need to take off two three days to see it all yeah and I'm so excited that it's here now and um yeah that's pretty wonderful and then the other thing that I do that's not that fancy but I go to flea markets all the time do you all the time at least once a week you still do you go to the Rose Bowl um I not so much to be truthful too too touristy (laughs) at this point I don't really know what to say. Um, I go like once a year and I even take some of my clients and I've been frankly disappointed and I feel bad saying that. But um, yeah, I love like in Santa Monica, there's the Lincoln Market. Yeah, It's amazing. Yeah. I have found so much amazing pieces there and they're so helpful and they're so friendly and they so appreciate our business. And I actually saw Windsor Smith there like a couple weekends ago, the two of us, because she lives in Santa Monica. And... Um, actually, I was in New York a couple weeks ago, and I went to the Chelsea Flea Market, and I saw John Darian <laughs> there, so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I do love flea marketing, and it's fun to find a good steal. It is. What, uh, what about Rhodium? Do you, I don't even know what that is. That That's in um, Lawndale, Hawthorne. No, I yeah. want to check that out. It's in an old drive-in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think okay. that's I think that's every weekend. That, see, you know what's funny? That's the thing that we uh, need to get out there. That's the thing about LA is is that there are things, events, places like that that you can live here your whole life and not know about. Right. It's amazing. Yeah, I like the Pasadena Antique Mall as well. Yeah, that's a great source and great resource for finding great old pieces. Yeah, and also you feel good about yourself because you feel like you're repurposing, recycling, true, not making new. So, yeah. and. I just did a really beautiful bar in a house in Pacific Palisades for clients that have amazing art, like beautiful art. And my client was so happy because I found him a silver um, wine coaster at the Salvation Army for $19. And he was like thrilled. It's just funny. You know, that is so everybody great. loves a deal. Every it's true. Yeah. Well, and part of part of a deal and we're I, I'm totally backtracking now, but you and I met at Waddle's Mansion. And I, yes. was, I was telling you when you got here, one of the things that really resonated with me is you put this stunningly beautiful room together and you surrounded you know all of this beautiful work and then you used a pendant from Ikea a paper fixture a fixture from Ikea it was like paper it's $25 and Joel Chan told me oh my gosh I'm impressed so that was actually a real highlight that was what like three years ago and I still remember that yeah it's amazing um I I just the the, I, I think it takes incredible bravery and, and a lot of confidence, but also a really keen eye to understand that 
that's perfectly suited for this. That's really sweet. Thank you. And I think that that sort of speaks to, you know, a lot of people are frustrated with the with the current generation that's in the shopping phase, the, the whole millennial thing. But I, I kind of view it from a from a different perspective. I think that, you know, millennials have kind of taught us that it's okay. Right. It's all right. Absolutely. That I will say that for sure. Um, Ashley Benson is my client. I adore her, and Rob Pattinson actually. And both of them love a deal. Like they, Rob buys like vintage clothing from flea markets or wherever. Um, Ashley loves that I find a rattan barstool in a shop in New York, and she's like, I love it. And then yes, she wants the fancy sofa that our well friend's client has, <laughs> like you know, father. And she's like, I want this sofa, Nicole, but. I totally love and can't believe you bought me bar stools for $200. That's the thing. That's the thing. They're not going to do their whole home in that because it's going to look like a garage sale yeah. find. You know Absolutely. what I mean? That's not the point. Right. The point is to find that one thing that's yeah. that's that's repurposed or refurbished or you know rehabbed, however you do and it. To kind, I've said this before, but you get worried that it's not going to look just like a cluttered mess. Yeah. And to edit properly and to curate it, it's very hard. I just finished a project in San Francisco, actually, for a venture capital firm called Kotu, and they were so wonderful and trusted me. But so much of the stuff was all the desks and so on. We made them perfectly. They're ergonomic with like pullas for trash and recycle. But then all their desk accessories, their lamps, some of their carpets were all from flea markets, all the art is from flea markets plus, plus a few curated I items like the iPhone and so forth. They have a lit up iPhone, but we really did blend it both. And I cannot believe the feedback we're getting. Isn't that amazing? Edited, curated, and I can't and collected. even believe that it's a shock to so many people. We're actually now going to San Francisco on Friday for another interview because they find it so fresh because every all the companies up there are quite, you know, a little bit utilitarian Sanit and they love and, and they, sanitary okay I don't want to be so nasty but yes. it's not it's not nasty it's you know so it's interesting because I, I feel like and again I'm not a designer what do I know yeah, but I feel like the the Silicon Valley aesthetic is clean lines open spaces sparse almost Spartan um, with huge audacious pops of color right so everything you know white 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 and then a block really a plop of, a plop of color right and and in and of itself there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that but when everything looks the same and that's the whole look it's it's almost like you know what this is kind of like it could be an operating room and it's honestly the support from these I mean, not kids, but young adults at this venture capital firm. They're mostly all between 26 to 30, you know, much younger than I. And all of them are like, I can't believe this is so cool, Nicole. And it's like, it's just like a vase that's old and it's from the 30s. And they love that there's like a moss planted on their desk on that. And it makes them feel like I feel happier coming to work for some reason looking at this and that all their pencil cups are like old vintage like cups or you know ceramics you know things that I found a brass little um you know a flower pot things like that and they just say it makes them happy yeah and imagine how cool a well curated a well collected nap nap room yeah can be Actually, I just did my first mother's room. Did you? Yes, for um, nursing. And we did, and I did pretty much all of that for her at that same office. So that, you know, she's like, I, it's because, you know, I have actually lots of stories of my friends that 
one even in LA, she worked for a firm and she had to um, pump in the janitor's closet. Yeah. No, not it, a joke. No, it's a, it's it's been and a thing. And yeah. the fact that companies are doing these things now, but I really wanted to make it where Jessica like was like, this is my job as a mom, but yet I'm like a, you know a breadwinner at my in my household, and so she goes into this little place of serenity where she has complete privacy, and I hate to say it, but there's no shame because no. let me tell you, my best friend who had to go pump in a janitor's closet, that creates shame. It does. It does. But broader picture yeah. what i th- what i feel what i feel is really interesting what i'm seeing i wonder if you're seeing this too is the concept of home right is is changing you know take the office space out of it for a second but the concept of home is changing where it's not so much here's where you put this room and then here's where you put this room and here's the triangle where this this and that have to have to reside but it's how do you use your home okay you can make your home any way you want to you want to use it you know and and work is sort of taking that same idea where it's like you know the whole concept of a nap room you know would never have been a it's a thing it's a real thing with purpose there's form and function right to what that is um but with with the home are are you seeing that as well it's it's like people are personalizing it like one would personalize a car absolutely people feel guilty saying i don't really want a living room anymore because even if we put a television in there we're not going to use it do they feel guilty or are they absolutely like, really uh, oh because they you know they want to be responsible their house is the biggest investment resale oh, i i don't even know if it's just purely resale they just feel the integrity of the house they're putting all of this energy and so forth and i'm like absolutely not and so it's really okay you are 35 years old you work really hard you can have a pool table in your living room and i have done that and it's really okay and guess what if one day you feel like you need to have a fancy living room where you have like you know cocktails before dinner great but that's not how people live anymore and that's what living rooms kind of used to be for before and after dinner or the library yeah and just because you have a pool table in your in your living room it doesn't have to be like boiler room absolutely not absolutely not (laughs) thanks to james purse he's definitely stepped it up with the pool table scenario yeah of course pool tables and surfboards yes exactly very much so um, and and that's what I think is really interesting. And that's you know to sort of wrap this up with a pretty little pink bow. That's what I love most. Like this conversation, you know, talking about legends and how it brings the community, the design community, closer together. I feel like the more you guys have an opportunity to talk to each other, right? To collaborate, to actually talk. And it, again, you you said this too. It's like you know, you're in the past. You might have been worried that so and so is going to take your ideas or. It's not about the stealing your ideas or your clients. It's about if you can collaborate and share your creative thoughts in a safe environment. I just started an, a new program called the Design Influencers Group, oh. which you're going to be a part of Thank shortly. Um, and we're having these conversations, 10 designers at a time, designers, architects in the trade. I'm not recording them. We're just, we're having lunch and we're talking about the business. I love that. And we're talking about the things that affect you. And the things that you'd want people to know, but you don't necessarily want to put it on a recording. And so, you know, then you can hear other people say, you know what, I have that issue too. Well, and that's true because I, it's, you know, you feel guilty being really honest sometimes. You don't want to be negative. I'm so appreciative for what all I have and so forth. But it's not all in a pretty pink bow, which I hate to say is what 
a lot of the internet and so forth shows it as. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of juggling and it's a lot of personalities. There's so many various trades that go into design and building a space, building a home, the painter, the plumber, you know, the electrician and all of that. And you have to manage all those personalities. You have issues with people or, you know, you need to problem solve. Yeah. Yeah. So it's true. So I love this. Thank you. And the last thing I do want to say, it's actually, I just thought about this, is one of my new clients, and he's great. Um, we're literally taking his living room and putting it and creating a tiki bar. His one of his films he did, he had a tiki bar scene. Uh, the movie was Tully with Charlize Theron, and he was like, um, I really want to do this. I was like, this is the main room in your house because he doesn't have such a big house. And he's like, yeah, I know, but it's okay. I want it to be a tiki bar. And I was like, okay, go for it. And so that's literally what we're doing. Like out of the, like out of Tully tiki bar or like out of Trader Vic's? Um, Clifton's downtown LA. Clifton's, okay. And actually Trader Vic's. Okay. Is he going to have a big tree like Clifton's? Is he going to have a big tree? I, I actually want to do plants hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. That's so, so great. So, you know, it's becoming more and more common that the living room and all of the rooms can be repurposed to what the client wants or yeah. the homeowner. And I think that's okay. I do too. That's and so it's great. It really makes things fun. Yeah. I mean, what a privilege for me. I got to, you know, turn a living room in Truesdale into a tiki bar. <laughs> oh, that's so great. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. Can I see it when it's done? Absolutely. I can't wait. Uh, okay. It's great. Okay. Yeah. And speaking of which, speaking of seeing things, so we're recording this before Legends. So I'm going to be down there uh, taking pictures of your finished window. Thank and, you. And we'll be putting this on the uh, on the YouTube channel. Okay. Thanks, Thank Nicole. you so much, sweetie. That is a wrap on this episode of Convo by Design with designer Nicole Gordon. Thank you, Nicole Gordon, for spending some time with me. And most importantly, thank you for listening. Without you, what's the point? There is no Convo by Design. So thank you. And until next week, keep creating. <laughs> Convo by Design is proud to be working with Vondam Furniture. Their design culture is the key to their success. It's what pushes them to consistently create new collections that give spaces a new dimension. They create dialogue between environment and form. Vondam pieces can transform the simplest space into one filled with glamour that is both unique and extraordinary. And isn't that what design is all about? Creating atmospheres where you can take hold of life and enjoy it to the fullest? Vondam products are simple and elegant, contemporary and exceptionally comfortable. Their crafted modern durable molded resin, glass, and metal designs are unique. They beg to be enjoyed. Have you seen them featured in our videos? Check out our YouTube channel and see this for yourself. You can also find them in their showrooms at the D&D Building in New York, Wynwood in Miami, and the Pacific Design Center here in Los Angeles, or online at vondam.com. Mm-hmm.